1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tactical Yanks podcast, your podcast for soccer in America and around the world. I'm your co-host Pete Douthit, and I am joined by my fellow co-host
0: Filippo Silva. And welcome to the Tactical Yanks podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy. We'll be talking about U.S. soccer, European soccer, South American soccer, the World Cup, and much more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Tactical Yanks podcast. I am your co-host, Filippo Silva. I am joined here by the other co-host, Pete Dowditt And Pete, it's
1: Roster Week. For Roster Week, finally, something to talk about that is directly USMNT um, camp. It's always good to have camps, right? Because that's, that's like the, uh, the ultimate, the best part of being a fan is when there's camp. Otherwise, you're just tracking players' performances and you know what dumb thing the federation did this week but when there's a camp it's actually exciting you know
0: it's it's actually also I'll take I'll disagree one thing like the January camp I thought that was crap and <laughs> I think most of them so
1: but that's not even really our national team that's like you know uh, that's like an, that's MLS, an MLS, promotion MLS promotional tour. ad it's a paid yeah. ad. <laughs> it's a it's a preseason promotional tour for Americans in MLS basically
0: you know how when um We have a sponsor, let's say, on YouTube, and you have to put that this is a paid sponsorship deal. They should have that up on screen, up on screen during the January camp every time. This has been paid for by MLS. Allegedly. 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 But yeah, this camp right now is apparently allegedly not paid by anyone. It's supposed to be the best possible roster you can bring. It's a FIFA window. Players have to be released by their clubs. So there's really no excuses to not bring the best players you can bring. I agree. I agree. With that said, sure. we play Grenada and El Salvador. We should win both games. We play Grenada away and El Salvador at home. So we should win both games. Grenada... I don't care where we play Grenada. For all I care, we could be playing them in the moon. We should be Grenada. I
1: don't think yeah, it's full of amateur players, that team. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think Grenada, if we put the best pickup soccer team in Florida, it'll be a competitive game against yeah. Grenada. No, it, so, it would. So Grenada we should beat regardless. El Salvador is a tricky one. When we play away, we've, we've been struggling to beat them. We tied them away twice the past Yeah. Season two years or year and a half and we barely beat them and woke up qualifying at home one zero with our best players for the most part yeah yeah so we should beat them but you know no coach uh depending on who he brings it could be an iffy game and we only need a draw to qualify so qualifying is like you have to qualify. but we'll talk about the games during the games on our youtube channels right Let's go to the roster, and for the sake of this video, we're going to try to predict the roster. I know it comes out this week, but so you can still watch this or listen to this after the roster is out because during our prediction, we're going to be giving you somewhat of what we wanted, and you can kind of compare with the actual roster. I'm just saying this just in case you're listening to this while the roster is out. It's still worth listening because we're also going to be giving what we would do. So, Pete. For the sake of this podcast, let's go for twenty-six men roster. It could be twenty-four, could be twenty-five, could be twenty-six, could be twenty-seven, could be twenty-three. But we're gonna go twenty-six uh, for the sake of yeah. the roster. And we can start with the goalkeepers right away. And let's assume they're gonna bring three goalkeepers, which I think
1: that's gonna be it. That's reasonable. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Who do you think he's bringing, Hudson?
1: I think for sure Turner and Horvath. I think those two are probably locks. My only question is the third keeper, is it going to be Stefan or is it going to be Sean Johnson? Um, I'm just not sure because I guess it's hard to know because this is his first ever camp, right? As the head coach, Anthony Hudson, like mm-hmm. with all the players available, right? So it's hard to know D- did Greg Berhalter not bringing Zach Steffen to the World Cup? Was that an opinion that, you know, Anthony Hudson shares does it matter that much, really, to be honest? The third goalkeeper in a camp like this doesn't matter. And should it why shouldn't it then be Gabriel Solonina if they're not gonna play anyways the third goalkeeper? Is it better to give experience? to a young player, but then there's also a U20 camp, which I, I think very likely Slonina will be in U20 camp. At least I think he let should let
0: me ask you let me ask you one thing about Sonina. So he's playing for for Chelsea's U21s, right? In the second division of the, the the like not like the second Premier League that they call it or something.
1: Yeah it's not uh, the second division. It's the reserve league. It,
0: yeah the reserve league. Is it better for him to travel all the way here, waste a day or two of training to come just practice with the national team Or is it better for his development just to stay there within the Chelsea
1: development and he's playing? Um, if, if it's between those two options, then I probably better to stay with Chelsea, but the alternative would be to go to the U 20 camp to prepare for the under 20 world cup, because there's going to be a simultaneous U 20 camp. So that I would rather he do because he hasn't been with the U 20 team a lot. Right. He wasn't there in Rev. He was there in, uh, He wasn't there for Revelations Cup, was he?
0: He was for the first one, I think.
1: Yeah, these last two, the CONCACAF Championships and Revelations Cup, he wasn't there. He wasn't. So if he's our best U-20 goalkeeper, which I think he is, he needs to get reps with these guys, familiarity with his back line, especially the defenders. So I think, yeah, let's send him to U-20 camp. I don't have a strong opinion between Johnson and Stefan right now as far as that third goalkeeper because I don't think it matters that much. Stefan has not been good for Middlesbrough, although this last weekend he was good. He made my top 10. Um, but Johnson is Johnson. Like, <laughs> neither, neither option is like, I need to see them in camp. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think he's going to bring Matt Turner, Stefan, and Sean Johnson. I think Horvath might be left out. Oh, you think so? Why? Yeah, that? I, I think it goes a little bit into the role of, like, Turner will start both games probably, uh, and I think he should. Uh, yeah. Especially because he's not playing that much for Arsenal. So he should continue to give him yeah, minutes, keep him minutes. going. Uh, and the, I think he's going to just bring Zach Steffen back. Yeah. I think he will.
1: I'd be um, fine with that. Yeah. I, I mean, think that's what he's. But why do you think Johnson over Horvath? Just because he likes oh, Sean Johnson. Oh, I, I,
0: I mentioned. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. So I think one reason is that the third goalkeeper doesn't matter. And I'm pretty sure any coach knows that. They love Sean Johnson for the group. That'll be one of the excuses. They're going to use another excuse of experience. And the third thing is you bring like a guy from Europe with a different time zone, take him away from his club. Sean Johnson's in the same time zone. He's here already, right? He is in Toronto, same time zone as Orlando. That's where they're going to be based. I think all of that's going to play a role for
1: the third goalkeeper, and he'll bring Sean Johnson. That's why I think he'll be here. Okay. So Zach Steffen would be the number two, and then Johnson the number three.
0: I guess I'm agreeing with you on everything there. It's just that I'm telling you, I think the third goalkeeper will be Sean Johnson. So what we're kind of like in question here is like the second one. Is it Stefan or Horvath? I think Sean will be the third option, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's probably also, let's be honest. They're, they're going to have at least one MLS goalkeeper in there. Like yeah. if they can try to fit an MLS guy into the roster, they will. Like it just seems to be the way that he's worked. And
0: and that just seems like the easy one because no one's going to complain. No one's going to care. It's like, okay, yeah, Sean Johnson, yeah, just keep him there and no one's going to complain or care. So the goalkeepers, that's everything we can talk about. Let's go to the fullbacks. And yeah. for the sake of this one, let's assume four fullbacks, which is okay. what usually normal coaches do. But then you have coaches like Burhalter; they'll bring four right backs and a left back. Or something. <laughs> Didn't we bring four right backs to the World
1: Cup? Shaq Moore, Scally, Yedlin, Dest, Dest and yeah, Scali. My God. Yeah. Yep. And, and Scali never saw the field, whereas both no. Yedlin and Moore did.
0: No. And I can tell you one thing. I got a confirmation from someone that is close to Scali. He's in this camp. He was called in already. Uh, can let you okay, know that. that's good news. So, I mean, we already expected that, but I'm just confirming it that Scali has made the March roster. Uh, yeah. But th- this is my prediction. Obviously, Scali, because I just confirmed that he'll be there. Serginho Dest, regardless of his horrible form for club, he's going to be there. And I think he should. Also,
1: he needs to play. Yeah, He's not even playing right now. This is a perfect chance to get him some minutes.
0: Yep. And then A-Rob from Fulham. That's a no-brainer. Best left back. Now, the fourth option is where I start to get confused here because I think he's going to bring Yedlin. That's what I think. I know it's a third right back, but he knows Dest and Scali can play left back. I think he's going to bring Yetland, right? He was in the leadership group or council of Burhalter, remember that? All yeah. that crazy stuff. We're going to find out in this camp how much how Hudson, close he is to Burhalter. Yeah, if he agreed with a lot of the decisions Burhalter did. Yeah. But then there's a couple names to mention, right? Like Brian Reynolds from Westerlo might be worth giving a look or maybe we can wait a little bit and give him a shot in Gold Cup. Uh if he doesn't go with another right back, you have players like John Token and DeJuan Jones. That could be a left-back option. Yeah. Outside of that, Sam Bynes is injured. I probably wouldn't want to see him there anyway. No. George Bellow
1: <laughs> doesn't have to be there. No, Shaq both Moore, of them gone. should be done with the national team.
0: Yeah, um, and some people – I was going to ask one thing too. People were saying, like, bring in Caleb Wiley. No, he's a no. U20 level.
1: U20 level. He's not ready, so. A, I think, for senior team minutes. He's not even playing as a left-back right now. He had a great weekend, but – the kid has a lot of ironing out in his game to do. And I love Caleb Wiley. You know, I think he's got a very big future, but again, under 20 camp, right. Um, we should do a whole nother podcast about this under 20 world cup roster. Cause there's, there might be some issues with players getting released. So, but we can talk about that separately, but this yeah. U 20 camp, he should be in it obviously. Um, so no, I don't know exactly what you said with Hudson. We don't know what he's going to do. Cause this is his first camp really. How much he agrees with Burhalter is kind of going to be telling when this roster drops. Um, do you think there's any chance he leaves Serginho Dest home and says, We want him to figure out his club situation, uh, and then takes the opportunity to bring in like Yedlin and more?
0: So if he does that, I think it will be
1: very stupid
0: because his club situation for this season, it's figured out. He's not playing for AC Milan. You only play if there's injuries. So that's figured out. If it was like Gold Cup and said, no, we want Des to find a club, get preseason, okay, makes total sense. Right now, it doesn't make any sense. He's not going to gain a starting job for AC Milan just staying there two weeks. He had enough time with AC Milan. They don't rate him. It's over. So could he say something like that? Maybe. I wouldn't put it past. I could see Berhalter doing something like that, so I could see Hudson doing it. But it wouldn't really make sense to me. Uh, I'll tell you what I would do, what I would bring. I would probably bring Scally A-Rob, and I would
1: bring DeJuan Jones. I kind of want to see him at the left yeah. back. Yeah, I would, I would bring, bring DeJuan also. That would be my pick. Um, but I think you're right. I think very likely, if, if the Berhalter era is anything to go by, we'll probably see Yedlin or, or even more.
0: Yeah. And the thing with Daywon Jones is I don't think he's the long term solution for our left back. But I think right now, if we yeah. need a short term solution, a backup to A back Rob that'll be reliable, I think he's the best one we have as the backup. Long term, then we go into Caleb Wiley, Tolkien, these other kids that are coming up. Yeah. Uh Jonathan Gomez maybe. But right now, the best backup to A Rob is Daywon Jones. And like I said, this is supposed to be the best roster we can put out. So I would bring him as the fourth fullback right there. But
1: yeah, you can sense. play both too. Yeah, yeah. Um, um Question for you. Greg Burhalter was at the Fulham game yesterday, Fulham and Arsenal. What do you think he was doing there? I, so I didn't read into
0: it too much. He, there's many things. He could just be in London. Like, I mean, the guy's on vacation right now and he made 1.6 million a year. So he has money for sure. Yeah. I think, and he's a soccer fan. And he is friends, I guess, with A-Rob and Ream, And it was against Arsenal. That's doing very well. So I think he was just catching a good game. That's what I was thinking.
1: I hope so. I hope he was just there as a, a viewer and not like a national team coach in waiting <laughs> again.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put that past the federation, but I do kind of see it just like, dude, he's just on he's just vacation. Chilling. Yeah, I mean he played for he played in London, right? So he might have like some connections there. Yeah. Um, When he he played for Palace. Palace is in London, Crystal Palace. So yeah. He might have friends there. He might be visiting, traveling with his wife. I don't know. He's in vacation. London's a good place to go out, you know. So and if you're a soccer fan in London, you're gonna try to catch a game. And maybe he's friends with Raymond Robinson, which would make sense. And it was a good game, it was against Arsenal. So to me, I'm not reading into it too much. I think it was just a soccer fan, Burhalter, the soccer fan, going to catch a good game. That's what I think. I hope
1: so. I hope that was it. And I hope he's enjoying his time off. Yeah. Um
0: now let's go to the center backs. And like you mentioned already, Tim Ream, obviously. So four center backs. That's what I think he'll bring. Do we agree on that?
1: Yeah. 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 So let's go with four center backs. Four center backs. I'm confused about what he's gonna do. Like I think Ream richards ccv and zimmerman would be the most rational i guess four to take from his perspective even though i would like to maybe see mckenzie or somebody else instead of zimmerman but at this point i'll just be grateful if we don't get an aaron long <laughs> in the roster
0: yeah i don't think we're going to get aaron long right he's not you even don't playing think so LA. i guess we'll find yeah. out yeah
1: but i think see, i heard forget. from a yeah, source look. and i don't know how reliable this source is that ccv is not in camp which would make absolutely no sense to me but i don't know how reliable this source is so we'll find out but if there if there's no ccv who do you think's coming miles robinson oh yeah that's a good shout
0: which i don't want him there for ccv but i think that's who they would bring i think that's better than
1: long i guess
0: no yeah for sure but that's like a very low bar right um (laughs) Aaron Long, it's like it's almost like uh someone someone like replied on Twitter once to mine just saying Jesus will be a better foot Jesus is a better footballer than you'll ever be in your life. I was like, wow, that's a very low standard for a national team player. Better than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no offense to myself.
1: That's on but, his resume, Tack.
0: Yeah, better than Tack on than soccer. Tack. So I think mean, it's like I think the standard for being the national team, you have to be far better than what I am, but that's a different discussion. That's a very low bar, Aaron Long, right? I don't think Miles, um again, Miles is also not a ball playing defender and and he relied a lot on athleticism and he had a major injury that he most certainly is not gonna be exactly the same player in terms of athleticism. Maybe he'll be maybe he'll use more of his soccer IQ and be smarter on the field in terms of positioning. That can happen and look yeah. better. I'm not that high on him. So but I think I think Hudson and again, I think when we're talking about this in this video or this podcast, sorry, we're thinking a lot of like what Burhalter would do.
1: Yeah. And because he's very burhalteresque esque so far. Yeah.
0: So if it's Burhalter, I still think Burhalter would move on from Long if it was Burhalter right now. And he would go with Reem, Richards, Miles, and Zimmerman. That's what
1: I think he's going to do. There is no justification to leave CCV at home for. No rational one. No rational. There's no rational justification. If if your rationale is, you know, Miles has been out for a long time and we want to bring him back into camp and see how he looks, then you leave out Zimmerman. But leaving out CCV, who has been the best defender in Scotland this year and was an upgrade on Zimmerman in the World Cup and is a potentially future starter for us, makes no sense. No sense at all. Like, if anything, you want CCV to come in now. Maybe you give him one game with Richards, right? Maybe you give Ream and Richards the El Salvador game, but you give Mm -hmm. maybe Richards and CCV the Grenada game just so they can start to develop, because we don't know how long Tim Ream's going to be around, right? If you start now to give them reps together, because that might be our starting duo in the future. So I don't understand leaving CCV out. He even scored a goal on the weekend in the Scottish FA Cup quarterfinal Ange Postacoglu, the coach, was full of praise for him. I mean, we all know CCV is our third best defender right now. So it would make no sense. And it would be classic. Oh, we'd love to have him here, but, you know, he's having a long season in Scotland. He's not. He's fine. He'd be- if we go based on form, he's our second best center back right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so- on form. But it's hard to say because it's like Richards is sitting behind Gahey and Anderson. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think he, would he would also make in be that lineup either. So. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I, I would – I would my roster, I would bring Reem, Carter Vickers, Richards, and I would actually want to see how Mark McKenzie is doing right now. Yeah. I, want, I don't want to see Miles right now or Zimmerman. I would want to see how Mark McKenzie is doing because even when he left MLS, he was doing better than Zimmerman, in my opinion. And he finally yeah. figured it out in Belgium. But again, you want to see it in person. So I would – I'm not saying I rate McKenzie ahead of like Zimmerman right now. I would have to see it to believe it. But it's a play I would want to see. So I'd probably bring McKenzie as the fourth option. I don't know what you yeah. would do in that regards. but I
1: mean, I rate McKenzie for different things than Zimmerman. Like on the ball, he's a lot better than Zimmerman. Uh, but in the air, I think Zimmerman is better. You know, So it just depends on what kind of a game style you're playing. But I agree with you. Because this camp is what it is, it's an opportunity to take a look at guys. Right, The stakes are very low. I mean the stakes are high but the challenge is is relatively low. You can't get a draw with El Salvador at home and beat Grenada away. That's a sad sad story. Um so I think you have an opportunity to take a look at one or two other guys, you know. But I don't I don't think Hudson's going to do that. I think I think Zimmerman will be there, I think Miles Robinson will be there and very likely that's why CCV is not there. I guess we don't know though. CCV could be there. Like my source could be Full of shit. We'll find out.
0: Yeah, we'll find out this week. The roster should be out any day after Wednesday, I'm assuming. But before we continue to the midfielders, wingers, and forwards, a quick word from the podcast sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. And ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. And right now, new customers can bet $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. All you have to do right now is download your DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code TBPN. That is TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TBPN. Thank you once again, DraftKings, for sponsoring the podcast. So, Pete, now we go. To the midfielders and for the sake of the podcast we are going to say he is bringing seven midfielders okay why don't we why don't we do this there's like the obvious ones right that yeah. we can eliminate so tyler adams west mckinney Eunice musa that's three right there they're there yeah right. I, I would think so yeah if he's yeah.
1: bringing the full european team then yeah those mm-hmm. three are
0: there so i'm gonna say calan acosta is also a lock for anthony hudson yeah. yep not for me, but not for not you. For me for either. Not for me either. It's even funny that Tim Tillman is coming in from the second Bundesliga and he's already looking better than Acosta from LAFC. But that, that's not for today. That's not for today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say Luca De La Torre is a lock for this roster. He's in the World Cup. He's playing yeah. well in La Liga. So I would yeah. assume he is. So five. Yeah. So I got two more to go. Yeah. Two more to go.
1: Who are uh, they? That's a good question. Um. I My mean, guess is Christian Rodan. I think he's going to bring Christian Rodan back.
0: Malik Tillman is injured at the time of this recording. He hasn't yeah. been playing the past two games. So, Tillman being injured, that eliminates one guy that I would say, oh, he should be there. He's not yeah. going to be there. Johnny didn't confirm to me about him being in the roster now. I'm just, look, I'm not saying anything confirmed. I'm just saying, based on his comments, it kind of sounded like he's not going to be there, Johnny. He didn't say he was or not, but the way it he sounded, he's like, oh, we'll see. Uh, it, it was more. It sounded more like I'd like to be there, but I don't think I will. So Johnny's out, in my opinion, based on what I heard. With that okay. said, two spots, and you said Rodon will be one. So I think you might be right. Rodon might be there. I mean, uh, again, well, we'll,
1: we'll find out just how Halter esque Anthony Hudson is. But that would be chance, a very Burhalter move. He took Rodan to the World Cup.
0: Any chance um
1: Brendan Aaronson gets listed as a midfielder? Yeah, that's very possible. I think Thank that's you. probably the next two, Aaronson and Rodon. I don't think he sees Gio as a midfielder, even if he does bring him. Okay, so, so.
0: We'll, let's go with um let's go with this then. Tyler Adams from Leeds, Weston McKenney from Leeds, Eunice Musa from Valencia, Luca de La Torre from Celta de Vigo, Cal Nakasa from LAFC, Christian R- Rodon from the Sounders, and Brendan Aronson from Leeds. Uh I mean, to me, it's pretty straightforward
1: here. I think Acosta and Roldan shouldn't be there. Uh, Yeah. but I still have Acosta as my backup six. But like I said earlier, I think we need to use this camp to find guys who can push him out. And I think Johnny is is one of the guys who deserves that look. You know, Uh, Aiden Morris had that look in January. Wasn't very convincing. So I think you look at somebody else. You know, what does... uh, what does John? And then you can always bring Acosta back, probably for the Gold Cup, right? Or even for if you want to bring him back for the Nations League semifinals. Let's say Johnny you know, comes into this camp and doesn't cover himself in glory. Then you bring him for the semifinals and the finals, which is going to be a lot harder. And he's there as Tyler Adams' backup,
0: right? Yeah, we know already Acosta, what he offers. And it, it's not something we want for our future, but it is what we have. So if yeah, no one's our steps best up, right now. Yeah. So if no one steps up, you keep Acosta, but you got to give other players opportunities to try to step up. Uh, as a matter of fact, Acosta, one of the reasons he got that position was Berhalter persisted on him for so long. And then he got like one good tournament, that Gold Cup, the, the playoff run. And then all of a sudden that gave him like 20 lives. He could keep yeah. having bad performance. I don't know. But remember that one time he played well? Well, we need to give chances to players that are more talented and are better
1: to perform. That's something we need to do. Uh,
0: And this was like,
1: can I just say, do you remember in the last cycle, we would always be like, why can't this guy get called in? And people would say, oh, it's too close to the World Cup to start bringing in new players. And then we would always complain that you don't, Berhalter wouldn't even look at a lot of you know new guys. So we can't make the same mistakes in this cycle of not giving opportunities to guys early enough or even integration opportunities. Like maybe you think they might be ready a year from now. To be that guy. So why not start giving them opportunities now to prove it? Right. Like the earlier you integrate players, the better. Yeah, and I would move on from Acosta regardless. If Tyler Adams can't go, I would just play a double pivot. Play to a double pivot. I that would require changing the formation, which is impossible in soccer. Yeah, you can't change a formation. So you can't soccer. change the system.
0: It's illegal. It's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, illegal. it's like
1: discovery rights. Like it's like calling dibs in MLS. There's rules that you can't just, you know, change the rules. Yeah. yeah.
0: Or or when they change it, the changes are so minor just to say they change. And when you really look into it, you see that nothing really changed. It's the same crap as always. But why don't we go to the wingers then? Um, And based on this roster, I would say he's going to bring probably five wingers. To get twenty six, we need five wingers and then three center forwards to finish it off. So yeah, so five wingers. Let's start by the obvious, as always. Pulisic is back, so there's no reason for Pulisic not to be there.
1: Do you think he'll be there though? Why would Like, do you think they might they might say, oh, Pulisic just came back from injury. We don't want to like burden him with a long flight and then playing, you know, on bad pitches in Grenada. Uh, We'd rather let him rest and recuperate with Chelsea. I think they'll have him at least for the El Salvador game. Hmm. I think so. I don't I mean, think we can afford to underestimate El Salvador.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he's our best forward. You need to have Pulisic there. He's our best forward, our best yeah. winger. You, I, I would not leave him out. And I'm pretty sure if they call him, Pulisic
1: would jump on the plane right away. I wouldn't leave him out either. But, but we're, I'm asking, do you think that they might do that? That and that they might underestimate el salvador and be like we can win without pulisic or even draw without pulisic at home which may be true but i still think it's a risky move i think he's gonna bring pulisic i think okay
0: Um, we've always brought him we never really rested him
1: yeah i guess
0: that's like the biggest complaint from chelsea fans of how he's always injured for chelsea and then a u.s camp comes up and he goes to the u.s camp every time so i don't also think about it this way let me try to Put a different perspective into this. If they don't call Pulisic, it means Anthony Hudson would probably have to call Pulisic by the phone and tell him why he's not being called in. Yeah, I can't see Pulisic agreeing with that. Just saying, uh, you just say, "I'm fine. I'm playing here. I'm fine." Yeah, his injury wasn't a muscle injury. Also, it was like
1: a, a like a collision. So he's, yeah. if he's healed, he's healed. Um, yeah, and and you know what even for chelsea it may actually benefit him to come get some minutes and some confidence with the u.s and then go back even fitter you know what i mean like playing in these games might actually benefit him at chelsea a bit
0: i do agree with you on one thing i probably wouldn't play him against grenada don't no, take i him, wouldn't either don't even take him keep him in orlando um, a yeah. lot of the players but but in orlando we're gonna play in a very good field right good weather uh-huh. And, yeah. and El Salvador is not known to be a violent team. They usually play very fair. So there's no reason for them not to play against El Salvador, in my
1: opinion. So. They can be scrappy for sure, but I wouldn't say violent, no. Not
0: violent. They haven't injured our players, right? They don't choke them by the neck also. It's not like like certain national teams play against us. <laughs> so. So I think against El Salvador, he'll be fine. It's not a team that historically is like violent against us.
1: No, but it is a team that historically has really given us trouble. They don't have great players, but they're very well organized, very hard to break down, and very dangerous on the counter. Mm-hmm. Hugo Perez has done a great job there. So so wingers,
0: we said Pulisic will be there. Wea, I know he's playing as a fullback, but he's a winger for us, and he'll be there, Wea, yeah. I know not to be there. Brendan Aronson, we already put on the midfielders, so we don't need Brendan there. I'm going to say Gio Reyna will be in this camp, uh, yeah. but I want to play devil's advocate here. I'm saying he'll be in camp because Anthony Hudson took the time to go talk to Gio all the yeah. way there in Germany. So it kind of seems like, hey, Gio, I want you back in the program. But what if he went to tell Gio that he won't be in this camp? But not, but not, but like actually talk face to face and explains, like, I think you need to stay with your club, blah, blah, blah. He could have gone there to talk to him face-to-face so Gio doesn't overreact. Just, like, explain. It's not that we don't think you're good enough. I just think you need to, like, let the dust, like, fall down, like, calm things down, stay with your club, get, like, as fit as you can. Um, Could it
1: have been that? I think that is a possibility. It's a possibility, but it wouldn't really make sense to me. I think that the only way to really let the dust settle on this Gio thing is for Gio to come back and start performing, right? Like if Gio comes into camp and scores the winning goal against El Salvador, trust me, anybody who's mad at him will forgive him real quick. You know, like I don't – I think the the best way to move on from it is to treat the World Cup as if it's, you know, the pass and a blank slate. If you don't call him into camp, all you're doing is continuing to – a, you know, you're, you're, um, perpetuating the idea that he's still being punished or that they're mad at him. Even if you say, Oh no, it's nothing to do with that. The fact that he's not in camp is going to get people talking about it again, right? Bringing him into camp and letting him play is the best way to say, yeah, for, for us, what happened at the world cup is the past that the thing, even Burhalter said, we never had a problem with him after that Iran game, and even Hudson said it when he talked about um, going to to Germany. He said after that talk, it was a very positive um, World Cup from Gio. His response was very positive. So I, I think it would be wrong and stupid to leave Gio out because you're, you're, it would just continue to perpetuate the, the, the scenario and create more drama.
0: Yeah, I so. agree with that. I'm just saying it's, it, it is a slight possibility, right? Yeah, it is a possibility. We can't say just because he went to Germany. It's 100% certain that Gio will be there. I think he will. But in this prediction, I would say probably Pulisic, Wea, Gio Reyna. I think Taylor Booth will make the
1: roster. You I think, think so? Yeah, he just came back, right? Well, he was on the bench, at least. I think Booth on the bench, But I feel like that would be the perfect excuse to leave him at home and bring Paul Ariola to say, oh, he's injured. So I'll, I'll tell you what I'm thinking here. I think this will happen. There's two
0: spots left, right? Because we said five wingers. We said Pulisic, Gio, and Wea. There's two left. Yeah. I think one of those two will be Ariola or Morris, and the other of one will be
1: Zendejas or Booth. Because he has to bring like why not Booth and Zendejas? That would be the perfect. Because he has to bring Morris or Ariola. That's why. What if neither Zendejas nor Booth, and he brings Morris and Ariola? Then he's an idiot. But I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it past him either. I think Zendejas will be there because, A, he was speaking about him in glowing terms after that uh, Serbia game, right? He said he, like, begged him to stay one more game. So I would be very weird. And then Mexico tried to recruit him, and he basically told them no, right? He didn't want to file the one-time switch. So to then not call him in after he played for you in January camp, you said he was great. He turned down Mexico, and then you don't call him in? I think that would be weird. I think it's more likely that Zendejas is there with one of Ariola or Morris, and then they use the Taylor Booth injury as an excuse not to bring him, even though he's now back. That sounds
0: reasonable. It could happen, uh, even though Zendejas was also injured and he also just came back, just like also true, also just true. came back. But again, there's so maybe they'll use an excuse that Zendejas and Booth were injured, and they can bring Morris and Ariola. Yeah, that he would, that would
1: be a very Berhalter thing to do.
0: Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see Morris and Ariola. Like I said, I think it'll be Zen- it's between Zendejas and Booth and between Ariola and Morris. So if I had a guess right now, I would probably go with like Booth and Morris. But yeah, it might be Zendejas. I heard I heard that Zendejas actually didn't file the one-time switch with Mexico, but didn't commit to the U.S. He doesn't know yet, so he might oh, really? not want to get cap-tied uh, now. Oh, okay, he might just say no. I want to wait. But didn't Coca give him a deadline? Yeah, but I mean, doesn't mean he'll listen to that, right? I mean,
1: but I mean, Coca's that's what, be that's in what the press. The next three years I don't think so.
0: Coca gave him a deadline. I thought the
1: press said it. I don't think. Oh Coca, yeah, I guess you just don't know. This is what was reported, but we don't know how reliable. The
0: Mexican it is. press lies too much in soccer. Yeah, they do. Kind of complicated. Um, so I don't know. Like they they said that Zendejas was like confirmed with the United States, but. I asked people like close to the player. They said no. That there, no. There's no confirmation yet. That's what they were saying. So, I guess like what they did, the Mexican press was they saw the Mexican roster. They didn't see Zendejas in it. So they're just like, oh no, he rejected us. Maybe. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I so yeah. So let's just pick it. Pulisic, Wea, Gio. I'm gonna go with yours then. Zendejas and Ariola Morris. I think they're gonna bring Morris. Cause they saw Ariola in January, but what about Ariola's future children? Well, he already came back, so <laughs> that already counted. His kids won't know the difference of the January camp and March camp. They won't know the <laughs> it's difference. True. January camp may not exist by the time he has kids, so it might even be a legendary one. He might have participated in the last one. Yeah. If we sign a guy like Jose Mourinho, which I highly doubt we will, I don't think it'll happen. No. But if we sign a guy like Mourinho and you told him to have a January camp, he's like, "What is
1: like that one that video?" He's like, "What is this for? What? Why?" Yeah. Why (laughs) all the players is in Europe? So why I'm doing a camp because I don't have the players? (laughs) It's like who is this guy Jonathan Lewis? Who is this guy?
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) That would be very fun. So he might've participated in the last, who am I kidding? We're going to hire Jim Curtin and it's then gonna and be then, Jim Curtin. And then we're going to have the January camp as always. Uh, got to hire that coach that keeps the January camp up and running. Right. You gotta. Yeah. Yeah. Center forwards now. So let's go three center forwards And this one. I think this is the trickiest one of them all, Pete. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, so three of them, right? Let's let's go through all the names possible before. Josh Sargent from Norwich, Ricardo Pepe from Groningen, Jesus from FC Dallas, Haji Wright that's back in scoring for Antalya P. PFOC that's benched in Union Berlin but can still fight for a spot, Daryl DK that is healthy playing for West Brom, Balogun that I don't think they'll be able to bring him in. I don't think he's going to be ready to commit to us. I don't even think we're going to get him. No, the guy has 16 goals in Liga. He's just behind Mbappe and Jonathan David, playing yeah. for a crap team, like a very bad team. Um, and then you have Brendan Vasquez from FC Cincinnati, that's another option as well. Um, having to pick three, if we try to be as logical as possible, now that Sargent is back, he played 45 minutes this weekend. I say Sargent is one, yeah. I would say Pepe has to be there at this point, right? It only you makes would sense, think, yeah. Right?
1: I mean, like that would make no sense now to not, especially what about Pepe's future kids after he was snubbed from the World Cup? Doesn't he get an opportunity to accept the call up? Exactly. He needs to, they need that vision. But
0: so I'd say I, my, my prediction would be Pepe, Sargent and Jesus. That's yeah, why I that's think mine. he's going to bring Jesus. Again, we talk about the Berhalter era.
1: His, he loved himself for Jesus, right? Yeah. Jesus oh. was, might have been one of his favorites. I was actually shocked that he dropped Jesus for most of the World Cup.
0: Oh, he didn't want to hurt his favorite. And then when he played him, he hurt his favorite because he sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So it was terrible. He was protecting Jesus. That, that's what and, he was. And doing. Jesus
1: was really poor in January camp too. That's the other thing. Remember how poor he was against Colombia? Yeah, but he scored against against
0: the Galaxy, a brace. And then he ghosted two more games. And they're going to talk about the brace only
1: that he scored. against horrible defending and they're gonna say he has a great history of scoring against Grenada. i mean yeah they're gonna start they're gonna start jesus against Grenada. he's gonna score a hat trick and and then they're gonna use these numbers to inflate him he is the top scoring forward in uh, post-covid (laughs) post-covid yeah it's like that's really the only guy you called up so
0: well, you also played him against the worst teams imaginable throughout the yeah. process. Uh, it was
1: him and Zardes for most of World Cup qualifying. It was him and, yeah. and Zardes. We never really gave Sargent a chance after that first camp. Yep. Uh,
0: nevertheless, uh, we do think Hezes will be there. Now, a few things to mention. Sargent just came back from injury. So if Sargent doesn't go, I think the the, the fourth option right there, I think it's Brendan Vasquez. Because he was kind of deserving a chance last year, but I agreed that we were a bit too close to the World Cup in that sense. And he came into the January camp and he scored, right? He looked okay, looked fine, looked better than Jesus. Um, yeah, it's a low bar, like you said. But It's a low bar, but he looked better than Jesus. And if we're putting Jesus here, maybe Vasquez will get another chance.
1: Uh, the only thing again, is Vasquez hasn't had the greatest start to the season. No. He hasn't scored any goals, no assists. Honestly, he hasn't looked that good. He looked horrible against Orlando. Very bad. Yeah. So missed some chances in the opening opening game. I don't know. Like, I think Vasquez, I still prefer him over Jesus, but I think this year for Vasquez is proving that he's not a one season wonder, right? Because he got 18 goals. Remember, that was his really his first good season ever in his career. And the guy's at age twenty four, right? Yeah. Well, he was twenty three at the beginning of the season. He turned twenty four halfway through. So So not that young. He's not young. So it could have just been a breakout season. What does he look like this year? That's the question for Vasquez. Right. I personally would not call him up. I thought I he did fine. Like if I was going to pick my team, I'd take Sargent and Pepe for sure. And then honestly, between DK, PFOC, and Wright, I don't have a strong preference. I think they're all very similar type players at a very similar type level. You know, like I think both DK and... Uh, Haji would be on the bench for Union Berlin as well. You know, maybe getting 20 minutes late in the game. And to be honest, I think all three of those guys should play that same role for us uh, as a late sub, not a starter.
0: I would only bring Sargent and Pepe. I don't need
1: another center forward. I don't think. Okay, actually, let's. I want to use this opportunity to advocate for Tim Weah, to try him at the nine. Just as an once. option. As an option. As an yes. option. Like we never even tried it. We, you know, like he's not going to be the type of forward that the system requires. He's not going like, to do the hold up play and all that, but he can combine. He can stretch that back line with his runs and he's a good finisher when you give him a chance. So I'd like to at least see it. And I think this is the opportunity to do so. We tried against Grenada and just see we, what it looks like. We tried Geo rain
0: as a center forward before we tried Weya. Right. And that was also Gio Reyna's first ever center forward looks. Yep. So I, I would only bring two. That's what probably what I would do. And if it's a 26-man roster, i will probably find someone to bring for another one. Uh, we talked about players being injured. i will maybe look at Mihailovic and Frome at the midfield because he can also play wide if you need. Uh, maybe bring in Austin Trusty as a center back because he can also play left back. Things like that. I wouldn't bring three because... I think it's Sargent and Pepe right now. And, of course, unless Balogun says he's coming, then, oh, yeah, then add him. Then I yeah, bring Sargent I mean, and And you start him
1: in both games. <laughs> and you start
0: him. He's our. He might be our best player right now. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but I, I don't think Balogun is going to commit to the U.S. If, if Balogun ever commits to the U.S., I think it'll be next year. I think he's going to go back to the Premier League. He's going to play there, see how he does, and see if he gets it going with England. I think that's what's going to happen. And if he does, he'll probably want to go to England or he might even go to England now in March. Who knows? I think the odds are not in our favor with Balogun. It's just more of us are dreaming. That's, that's all. Yeah. But Pete, um, I think we're done with the roster. Camp starts next week. We play Grenada, then El Salvador. We're obviously going to be covering it on our YouTube channels, Tactical Manager TV and 11 Yanks. Yep. And we're obviously going to be releasing one podcast a week uh, one on Tuesday, depending on how it goes. We'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe I think we play El Salvador on a Monday, right? Um, it's the 27th, so 24th let me pull up the calendar here so we might actually push the podcast to wednesday maybe because we would record it on tuesday after the game right to recap the camp maybe the last one we'll push it to wednesday uh um, is it a late game
1: because we might. Not it have is time.
0: it's late how late are we talking i think the game starts i think we play el salvador like
1: 10 p.m my time i think right oh, then there's no way because we do the we do the live stream and then we have the post game that ends at 1 a.m. Your time. I don't know. Yeah, we would really have record to
0: record it, it on Tuesday and release it Wednesday, probably.
1: Oh, OK. Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a Monday.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were yeah, yeah. recorded. So we we'll
1: next- camp Tuesday morning. That would be. Yeah. Insane.
0: So next week we'll do it on Tuesday. The episode will probably be a re- recap of the actual roster. We'll review the actual roster. And then on the other week, we're going to do it on Wednesday. Recapping the camp. The camp. Thank- yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Drop a review if you haven't already and share the podcast to help us grow or don't. Whatever you like to do. See you guys later. See you guys in camp. Bye-bye.